Today's episode of Mike's Morning Commute is brought to you by Lightspeed. Lightspeed ben has been bending space-time since 1977. Travel in less than 12 parsecs. Lightspeed. Also brought to you by the Death Star. That's no moon. That's a space station. The Death Star. And now, for your special evening edition of Mike's Morning Commute, my name's Mike. Hey. Hi, how are you? And we're doing something a little different today. Instead of it being the morning commute, it is the evening commute. And why did we do this? Well, pretty much I didn't feel like recording this morning, or I got too busy. One of the two. I don't remember. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. Anyway, as you could tell by our sponsors, today we're going to be talking about a little bit of Star Wars. Um, spoilers. For those of you who haven't seen uh, The Last Jedi, um, this episode is going to be talking about a very specific section of The Last Jedi. Uh, it kind of has a bit of a... it kind of has to do something with it. So if you if you haven't seen the movie yet, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll get to you on Wednesday. We'll talk about something different. But today, we are talking about The Last Jedi, and more specifically... In my opinion, the coolest freaking scene in the movie, and that is the part when uh, the Vice Admiral, uh, who has taken over for Leia since she's unconscious, and everyone is evacuated from the Mon Calamari cruiser that's almost out of fuel, running away from Snoke's ship she, to buy the uh the rest of the resistance sometime while they evacuate to the planet of crate from the ship she turns the ship around hits the hyperspace button and freaking ram snoke ship at light speed and who baby was that a beautiful beautiful piece of cinematography I, everything at that moment, the, the sound it makes when it goes into light speed, the quick, like black and black and white, uh, color change, the, the, just, and then that moment of sheer silence when you can, when you just got to gasp and collect yourself for a second, I, whew, I, I let out an audible, like, Oh, when, uh, when that happened in my first show, first viewing of The Last Jedi. And to me, <coughs> oh, excuse me, I'm choking. Uh, to me, that was, that, that was one thing I think we have been missing from Star Wars for a very long time. We, we know that uh, whenever a ship in Star Wars has to go through hyperspace or travel at light speed. Um, complex calculations have to be made. Uh, the, you know, they talk about, uh, oh, you don't want to fly through a sun or you don't want to, you know, do this. You got to miss that. Um, so you have these complex navigational computers that perform these calculations so the ships uh, don't crash into anything. Well, we finally saw what happens when a ship going at light speed hits another ship that's not in light speed. And my gosh, what is 
what was a beautifully destructive site. Um, but it also kind of raises, uh, raises a few questions. The biggest one to me, we're, we're talking about the Star Wars universe and the fact that, you know, these civilizations, um, you know, spanning all over a galaxy have obtained uh, light speed travel. Um, but then you look at their weapons. None of these weapons use that same light speed technology. Even their ships, their majority of their weapons are all laser based. So that kind of, you know, comes to the conclusion why not? And, and, you know, the, this is coming from people that have a giant Death Star. Why not weaponize light speed? So, yeah, we're talking about uh, a, group of, a, uh, a group of people across, you know, many different solar systems who, you know, they've, they've developed weapons so large, like you've got the AT-AT walkers, you've got, uh, uh, you know, spaceships that have weapons on them. You've got auto-tracking missiles. You've got a frickin' space station that is a planet killer. You, you've actually had two of those. You've had, you know, essentially a planet that's turned into a multi-planet killer. But all, almost all of those weapons are laser-based. Um, now, why haven't we seen a weapon that utilizes hyperspace technology? Um, take, for, take, for example, uh, a rail gun. Um, for those of you who do not know, uh, a railgun is actually a uh, prototype weapon that exists in our universe. Um, what it is, is a coil of electromagnets that fire a rod, just a, a magnetic rod. And it fires this rod at high speeds. And that, uh, that's just how it works. And that can cause a lot of damage, depending on how big the rod is. That is a piece of technology that can be utilized on a grand scale. Now imagine, if you will, take, take a rod about the size of a spaceship. Uh, not, not like a spaceship in Star Wars. Uh, like one of our spaceships. And put it in the Star Wars universe strap a hyperdrive to it and let it loose on the enemy. Um, there, you have a self-propelled railgun that, uh, I guess, well, depending, uh, well, they have hyperdrives in almost like all of their ships. So, for a relatively low cost... <laughs> I mean, if you if you see the the Last Jedi and and watch this scene, the devastation that the the Mon Calamari ship, which is significantly smaller than Snoke's ship, uh, the Rebel flagship, you know, is a pretty big size ship, but Snoke's ship is like three times the size of this, right? And I would gauge on the scale they they couldn't have been more than let let's estimate like 
500 miles apart. Um, you know, because in space you can still hit something from a great distance. And she just turns it around, fires up the hyperdrive, and as soon as she hits light speed, crashes straight into Snoke's ship, tearing it a new hole, like, in, into two. And the, the Mon Calamari ship, the, the Resistance ship, literally disintegrates. But um, what happens is that you do have shrapnel that flies off of this ship. And the shrapnel is so big, it takes out three more Star Destroyers that are with this this Dreadnought-class ship. And it's just devastating. Like, one... If you had one hunk of steel going at light speed, crashing into this giant ship, and it takes, it literally takes out, it cripples the big one, and it takes out three smaller ones, which, if you know the size of a Star Destroyer, you know that's not a small thing to do. Those are huge themselves. Why don't they utilize this type of technology? I mean, it's got, it's got, like, uses in more than just space battles. You could probably use it in, in ground war too. That would like imagine a, a steel rod, the size of a bazooka. Um, so like three feet long with a hyperdrive ramming straight into an enemy territory that would have as enough, as much force as a nuclear blast. Like <laughs> why isn't this being used? We know this is a galaxy that doesn't care about super weapons. They've made the, Star Killer base and the Death Star, for goodness sake. I want freaking hyperdrive weapons. Like, ugh. I want it. <laughs> it's just fun. I mean, you know, not to promote war or anything, but I mean, when you're when you're talking about a series that's named Star Wars, you want to see some more war action. I mean, that's just me. And maybe maybe there's a, uh, you know, there's um. Uh, implications to using hyperspace weapons uh, on, like, real space objects. Because that's a whole theoretical physics thing. Now, as for the the uh, the collision that happened in space, I, I, I looked up a few articles on what a light speed um, collision would look like. And granted, this is all grounded in theory-based physics. But they did, they actually did a very, very good job. Like, not only would the the ship that was entering hyperspace be disintegrated, but the shrapnel and the particle effects that would come off of that are just mind-blowing. And, and forget shields. Shields can't do anything against something traveling at the speed of light. Uh, at, at least not the shields of a ship. Now, if we're talking planetary shields, well... You know, that's that that's something different. So anyway, I just I just wanted to take a take a moment today and geek out about that because oh man. Oh. Like I said, beautiful scene. Uh it, for for those of you that have seen The Last Jedi, I implore you give it another watch. Um that part in particular. I know they kind of—it's kind of a split-second thing, but you know, prepare yourself for it. Like you can tell it's going to happen, and you know, just enjoy it. Enjoy it. 
And for any of you out there, let me know what you thought about it. Let me know what you think about these hyperspace weapons. If, uh, if you want to let me know, go ahead and download the Anchor.fm app and search Morning Commute and leave a, uh, leave a call in. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Or if, uh, if you're not willing to talk but Twitter's your thing, you can find me at Mike's Morning Com on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, let me know your thoughts. Uh, so with that, that is my little rant about hyperspace weapons. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, leave your thoughts, like I said. And until next time, my friends, be careful for traffic.